Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. What is up, you wonderful folks? I'm Alex with Swamp Rat Fishing. I've got the co-hostess with the mostess, Paul Roberts, with me. And we are the Bass and Brews Fishing Podcast, your weekly distraction from quality fishing podcasts out there. Captain Paul, how are you today, buddy? Ah, I'm wonderfully wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, uh... Yeah, I'm excited. We got a great guest. We've got uh, Andrew Full on uh, from Serious Angler. It's going to be a great podcast. Um, did you do any fishing this week though? Before we uh, bring him in, you know, you know, I did. I did a lot of fishing Saturday and Sunday. Caught a bunch of dinks. We are officially, at least at Sharon Harris here, um, in, in that they're they're in the in between stage right now. Mm-hmm. Catch a lot of a lot of good fish, but a lot of dinks are up. Uh, water temperatures dropping, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But we forgot last week. Yes, we did. And, and I we blame were so you. excited. So excited to have Cupcake Coley on. That, that's we, part uh, of it. That's part of it. That's part of it. But Alex ain't been doing no fishing because he's, you know, out um, guarding the coast in the Coast right. Guard. And so he just, like, blows off the shit I'm doing. But anyway – you know, we had the <laughs> the Saturday before last week. I mm-hmm. I came in fourth and in one big fish in the tournament. I fished. My man, my man. And, and it sucks. And it sucks. Like I'm happy. You know, I'm I'm happy with it. But man, I lost two fish on the spook. They came unhooked right at the boat, and I would have I'd have been in first. It just anyway. But yeah, no, nah, man, fishing. We going. We got a tournament uh, this this Saturday, but I'm not going to be able to fish. I thought I was going to be able to go fish for an hour or so, but it's a because of stupid time change. Um, oh, I forgot that's happening. Yeah. I, I can't. Well, well, it happens before the time time mm-hmm. change. So by the time by timelines in, I'd only have 15 minutes to fish. Yeah, ain't gonna that's happen. So but anyway, I still made the TOC. So I get awesome, one more man. tournament here on November twentieth. Yes. Um, yep. So I, I've been fishing, trying to fish enough that you can live vicariously through me. I love it. I've got to at this point because I haven't, uh, I, other than my own, I haven't touched a rod in months. It feels like I, I've actually, at the time of recording, well, I mean, I've been out here for a month now. So that's good well, news. You that your, only means you, uh, only eleven months left. But you brought your tel- you brought your telescoping rod. I thought you'd play wow. with it a time or two. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I brought the personal telescoping rod, the personal right, pocket right. fisherman. Exactly. So, have you still no. not t- touched a rod, or are you just not a fishing rod? 
Well, I haven't touched a fishing rod, I guess. Um, Yeah, no. uh, So we're 11 months left, which is great. And then uh, some housekeeping. I'm going to be gone the next two episodes. Paul's going to be handling that with a special guest host. Um, And guests. We've got a whole thing. Yeah, guesses. So we got a whole thing um, off the cuff. I don't want to fill up the podcast with my drama. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a separate like vlog episode deal. And I'll put it out. You guys can listen to it, or you can tell me to fuck off. I, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, but I'll put that out. I don't want to bog down my uh, depressing sadness bullshit into Bass and Brews. So, but everything's good here. Um, as I told Paul, I just reached uh, over actually this morning. Um, I've reached over uh, the twenty number, um, and not and that's not twenty fish. That's not uh, twenty kayak launches. That's twenty times. Uh, in the one month that I've been in California that I've seen people publicly defecate on the street. So uh, you might have took fourth, but uh, I'm winning right now on the public pooping uh, aspect. So, um, yeah. So, Paul, what are you drinking tonight? So normally we have our guests come in. Captain's, uh, Captain uh, Andrew Foles is going to be our guest. Uh, he's a little under the weather. Um, I don't even have him on yet, but uh, if you listen to his latest podcast, he said something really cool on Serious Angler. He's like, I'm not feeling good, but uh, but I was out fishing, so I can't really complain. Like, he's living the dream right now. You guys are in for a treat. He runs a guide service uh, up in upstate New York, and it's uh, it's really awesome. But the drinks, what do you got, Paul? I got a Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Boom. AKA, with that. AKA 9%er, and it's a tall boy. Um, it's 19.2 fluid ounces, a.k.a. 568 milliliters of pure, pure delicious ABVs. I like it. So to go on, lately I've been drinking Sierra Nevada, right? Because they're in Cali and they're in North Carolina. And lately I've been drinking the the little something, uh, or I'm sorry, little thing IPA from them. I found the big little thing IPA. So this one's 9% and it tastes delicious. Yes, exactly. So we've upped our alcohol content. We're going to drink for Andrew tonight as he, um, I don't know, we haven't had him on yet, but he'll probably start freebasing NyQuil or whatever he's going to do. So uh, Paul, let's crack these open so we can get him into the stream. You ready? 10, Three, 2, 9, 10, 8, <laughs> <Shut> 7. <up>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo! Oh, my damn straw ain't big enough. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Andrew, how are you, man? Good, man. Just uh, living up here in freezing cold upstate New York. Um, about an hour south of me is going to get five to ten inches of snow tonight. So, yeah. What? Like real snow or they turn the sew machines on? Well, where they're going to turn the snow machines on. And then it'll be gone by tomorrow afternoon and we're going to have 50 degree weather. So, Welcome to the inside of Western New York. I uh, loathe the state that I uh, am living in right now, which is California. Uh, I talked to my wife this. I'm in uh, <clears throat> right. I'm in Northern California, like Bay Area, right now. I'm gotcha. in Napa Valley, um, but the ship that I'm stationed on is out of uh, Oakland. Nice. So, got it. Um, but uh, my wife was complaining because it hit like. This morning she woke up and it was like 31 degrees in South Jersey. And I was like, that's cool. I woke up in flip-flops and shorts and I just had to wear a hoodie till I could take that off. So as much as I hate this state, 
Golly, is this weather beautiful here. <laughs> yeah. But I still wear flip-flops and shorts and a long tee in 30-degree weather down here in North Carolina. Oh, safe. That's because, yeah, that's because you're insane. Both of you guys. Come on. It gets that cold. You're going to freeze off those toesies. Dude, I, Are you kidding I'll, me? I'll wear ahead, sandals if, if there's no snow on the ground. I'll, I'll wear them if there's an inch of snow. Like, whatever. Yeah. And so, I'm, so I'm always warm for the most part, except for now I have this runny nose and a cold. I'll probably <laughs> cough a couple times. So listen, everybody, stuff. before we get farther, uh, public service announcement, make sure everybody, as you're listening to this, put your face mask on. I want to make sure everybody stays safe. So yes, make sure you got absolutely. that on. Absolutely. Please do. So it's, it's funny we're talking about that because on our, our little, our, our local kayak trail, uh, they made a post about, because it's supposed to be 38 degrees Saturday morning here, which is kind of fairly, a little, little chilly. And I can't fish a tournament, but I'm I'm Crocs no socks. If you follow them on the Instagram, and one of the questions posed will will Paul wear Crocs or not? And I had to tell a little story that first of all I can't fish it. Second of all, yes I would, and had to retell the story of a of, of a guy here I fish with. We were out fishing together in January, a very chilly morning. It was about 18 degrees. He catches a seven and a half pound bass. I he I hear him hooting not far from me. I, I pedal my ass over there to him. I say, "Hey, Bo, I got, you, I got you, dude. I got your picture." I pull my phone out. And he's he's got this. He's holding it up, and I pedal over. And the first thing he goes is, "You ain't got no shoes on." <laughs> <laughs> so that was old Matt Dunn down here in North Carolina. Is a good time, but you know, I just don't wear. I, I, we we can get into that some other time because when you start wearing all them damn socks and shoes. Your feet sweat. They get cold as hell. You can never warm them up, and then all that all it does is hurt. Now your mind is thinking about is your cold, wet ass feet and these boots that cost you four hundred dollars. They ain't supposed to be cold and wet in, and now you can't think about fishing. Listen, so Paul, feet, I, think, it, I, I think we save that and we transition that into an OnlyFans site, the Bass and Brews Paul's Feet Collection, and we'll uh, just run that there. Let, let me finish this statement because y'all got me on my damn, I'm over here on my galloping <laughs> horse about feet. When my feet get cold, when my feet get cold, I just dip them in the fucking water because the water is, is Warm. warmer than the air. But then wouldn't they be wet and cold when you pull them out? Well, no, because I don't have oh, any socks oh. or anything. They dry. <laughs> they dry like that. There's yeah, but no what if you got like a crispy, cold mountain air wind coming in? Like he doesn't have that because he's a uh, fair weather I mean, fisherman that lives in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I'm in North Carolina, but fair weather. Excuse me, I will fish in anything. Listen, last winter I had to dodge for stupid crappie. I had to dodge little <clears throat> chunks of ice floating down the river, and uh, there's no dipping your toes in that water. I'd go swimming in it to show you you're full of shit. <laughs> I got to get you guys up here steelhead fishing so you can oh. fish around icebergs. So so what's crazy is you mentioned that. So uh, a lot of listeners have heard, but uh, I, I live in South Jersey. I live in California now, but I'm based out of South Jersey. But I actually grew up in Washington State. Oh. And uh, my first real taste of fishing was steelhead fishing in Washington We'd get them oceanside, and then we'd come get them in the river as well once they hit. And uh, steelhead fishing is amazing. I haven't done it since I was 17, so it's been like 20 years. But uh, steelhead fishing, that, that's a special fish right there. It's fun. I, I mean, ours aren't anywhere close to what Washington State and Oregon and mm-hmm. British Columbia and Alaska have to offer. But 
Um, what we do have is numbers. So like on any day you can catch 40 to 60 to 70 of them. So yeah, how many do you, do you keep them? Um, if I need eggs, to cut the eggs out of them and tie the egg sacks. So out west they fish skein. Washington, I think you can't fish skein. I know you can in Oregon, but I know you Correct. can't do like scented baits and stuff. I have a couple friends that um, fish in Washington quite a bit. And so you um, eat the steelhead salmon you catch. I'll eat the steelhead, but I won't eat the salmon. You don't want okay, to. Okay, wait. Is it okay? Like we're yeah. So you'll eat the steelhead. Yeah. Uh, why won't you eat the salmon? Well, because the only time I have access to them is when they're running up a creek to die, gotcha. to lay their gotcha. eggs, inseminate gotcha. each other, and die. Yep, so, yep. yeah, I don't want anything to do with that soup flesh. <laughs> a, 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 a funny story is, so so not only did I get the opportunity as a kid to fish in Washington, my grandfather lives in Alaska. So we'd go up there and we'd fish the Kenai River when I was like 16. I'd fly Land up there. the Giants. Yeah, and uh, so as a kid, I was like, "Hey, like these, th- look at these big ones over here. How come nobody, nobody's fishing over here?" And I didn't realize that these guys were like up, they're done, they're spawned out, they're ready to die. And I'm like trying to like fish for them. And my grandfather comes up and he goes, "Hey, idiot, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm gonna catch these sand right here. They're bigger than what you're fishing for." And I remember specifically, he walked out, <clears throat> waded out in the middle of the Kenai put his hand over, grabbed this salmon by the spine, but his hands went completely through the flesh and lifted this huge, like, and the whole body just fell off the spine. Yeah. Like, they were completely done. It's absolutely vile what happens to them. And then they smell and, yeah. yeah. Like, also, actually- <laughs> uh, the old man used to take the uh, sperm sack out of the males. And I remember falling asleep, and I was, like, 16, angsty little teenager, and I fell asleep at the river Oh, and no. he had taken the sperm thing, and he had poked a hole in it, and he just fucking sprayed me in the face with it. Uh, Grandpa, if you're watching this, um, I love you, you uh, sick <clears throat> bastard. But uh, that was his way to wake me up, and he's like, you shouldn't be sleeping on the river. What are you sleeping on the river for? There's no reason to be doing that. And I'm, like, covered in salmon. Jim. Yeah. Yeah, it nice. was. Uh, Full facial. He's a gnarly old man. He, he's a gnarly old man that said Washington wasn't wild enough and went to uh, Alaska for his kicks. That's awesome. I, so. I, I can't believe – I can't believe – Yeah, I just can't sit here and listen to y'all for, for not, mispronunciate Salmon anymore. Let's Salmon? talk about something else. Yeah. He, so, this quick funny story. Um, we get these guys from, like, West Virginia that come up, right, that – are snagging salmon to eat them, which is completely illegal. But I was like, what are you going to do with them three salmon you got there? He's like, I'm going to eat them. I go, enjoy your soup. <laughs> like, they're all just white and, like, falling apart. The skin is, like, falling off of them. Yeah. I'm like, that's just gross. Like, it, it, it's insane to see that, though, right? It's insane to see yeah. these big, majestic fish. And at the end of it, when they're done doing their thing, then it's just a disgusting, rotting yeah. carcass. And the best is, uh, I'm sure up in upstate you got them too, but the majestic bald eagle who then just swoops down, our majestic national bird who then swoops down and is just picking dead fish out of the water. Oh, yeah. So not where I'm at all too much. There's a little famous river about 200 miles to the east of me called the Salmon River, and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of eagles all over that place. So that's where you would see that go down. A fun sea story with uh, with bald eagles before we get into all of it, uh, before I forget. 
I remember doing a port call in Kodiak, Alaska. I was like, this is going to be dope. It's Kodiak. This is awesome. And uh, there's a Taco Bell there. So we get done with the bar. <laughs> we go to the Taco Bell. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, if you've never had Taco Bell in Kodiak, Alaska, um, it gives you diarrhea just like anywhere else. So it's amazing. But uh, as we're going through the drive-thru, I watch there's like seven giant bald eagles. And they're just picking out of Taco Bell trash. And I remember I took a picture. And I, uh, I remember I tagged it just like, this is what freedom looks like. And they're just like... There's one bald eagle who had a soft taco wrapper completely over his head, but he looked like he was just cool with it. Like, this is just how he's going to be for now on. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if, if you're not from a place that actually has those birds all the time, like they are still a bird. They're still a scavenger no matter what. Oh, yeah. It's like seagulls and French fries. Oh, they're, my God. They're always going after them. You could exactly. be in the middle of nowhere, nowhere near water, and there will be seagulls <laughs> eating French fries. So it'll be a lot. And he's out there in Kansas. Yeah. He just wants to relax a little bit, have his French fry. See, like, how the hell did you get in Kansas? <laughs> so, Captain, you, you still have fish in mouth because y'all done wore out all the big ass smallmouth. Do you? Oh, that's ice not fish? done yet. Oof. Uh, you, oh, it's uh, not. Oh, we'll get into that then. But do you ice fish during? Uh, do you? What do you do like when it's froze as fuck up there? Steelhead fish. I have oh, streams that are. Open, right? I I have streams that stay open all year round that I can stand in the water, dick deep, freeze my balls off, and mm. catch steelhead if I really want to. But normally I go into hibernation mode and hide from <laughs> middle of January to about March fifteenth, and that's usually when I pick up my boat, wait for the first lake to thaw right around the second week of April, and then get out and go bass fishing. That is so sad. Like some of the <clears> best <throat> fishing for me is that January and February time frame because ain't nobody out on the water. You know, you can catch giants during that time. Matter of fact, you don't, you know, you don't catch a lot, but when you do find them, you going to have some, some quality there. Oh yeah. If the water's oh. over 42 degrees down South, they're going to eat. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think what's awesome about where you're at though. Um, and everybody make sure you follow them. We'll have them linked below. But uh, especially your Instagram page, um, seeing you catching these giant football smallmouths, right? Yeah. But you're lucky enough to be at a fishery where you can then transition to steelhead and uh, some other of those cold water species. Um, and it's, it's really awesome to see. Like, I, when I initially, uh, first time I came to the East Coast, I was 18. I was like, oh, New York, it's just New York City. And then once I got into fishing, I'm like, oh, New York seems pretty dope. Like, yeah, those winters are rough, but you guys have a beautiful fishery up there. Yeah, it, it's quite awesome. It's about, probably the only good part about the state, honestly, is the outdoor scene. <laughs> um, we won't dive into that. But <clears throat> it's um, the fishery here. The outdoors part of New York, say, like, there's good hunting. There's good waterfowl. Mm-hmm hunting uh there's insane bass salmonoid steelhead trout we even have a really good like brook trout inland fishery as well that's a little i wouldn't say it's underknown in my side of the state it's less known but then we have rivers like the delaware the east branch delaware the beaver mm-hmm. kill um downstate towards new york city that is like a yep. world-renowned trophy inland brown trout fishery and then you can go up a little further north with the adirondacks <laughs> that and catch Blake and giant lake trout that are like a hundred years old. So yeah, that's it, cool. it, it's insane. Some of the footage that I see come out of that state, it's just it's 
it, it, it blows my mind. Um, it just sucks that it's so cold. Like I don't fuck with. I mean, I'm in Jersey, so we get cold, but I'm not <clears> trying <throat> to get that cold. I'm not trying to get that cold. To be honest, it's only cold for about three months. Like <laughs> it depends on what you consider cold. So to right. me, cold is like 25 and lower. Like yeah. I can't stand when it gets below 25. 25 and up, I'm steelhead fishing the stream. Like I said, dick mm-hmm. and balls deep with no gloves on all day. Right. It'll be 28 <laughs> degrees out because I'm not cold because I'm used to it. But, um, or well, running that down cold, the your balls hit the water before your pecker. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Plain turtle. Listen, you, know? you can use that as a, uh, if you want to put that on your cards or anything for your guide service. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so. It's so, so cold. <laughs> So, so I'm a, I, I, let, let me make this statement. Uh, Andrew Full, as you, if you're watching this, and if you're not and you're listening, I'll paint a picture for you. Andrew Full is his name in his little box over here, but the motherfucker's a captain. For some reason, he ain't put captain on there. That's captain, <clears throat> captain Andrew Full. So, captain. Now, you, you, this was your first season as a full-time guy, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like – Late spring, first of summer, when you 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 left your job and and went full steam ahead, right? Uh, you're close. So I quit my job okay. August thirteenth, Friday, August thirteenth. Okay. So I'm doing bad luck right off the bat, right? Because you know Friday thirteenth. <laughs> but um, another reason why um I started guiding in April. I got my license in I think in like January, February from the Coast Guard, the Marine Merchant license, and I was like, you know what? Let's see how it goes. I'm, my expectation, my goal was 10 trips. Well, I got through May and I had 10 trips. And I'm like, okay. Got through yeah. July and I'm like, oh, I got 15 or 16. This is pretty good. August was light because I went to North Carolina for a wedding and camping and a bunch of other things. I know we just missed each other. We did. And, uh, we did. And then on um, purpose. it might have been. <laughs> and uh and then i've been pretty busy like i've had a couple down weeks but other than that i've been averaging about one to two trips a week which is right on par for what i want to do the goal is like 100 to 150 trips a year and i'm set so that's all i need and there's 365 I mean, days a year so there's a lot of time out there to do other things so so the I'm, process for this though is you had to get your uh your captain's license for the boat, right? Yes. Um, for the state of New York, is there a guide license you have to get as well? There is. Yeah. So it's um, a written test. The New York state guide license was much easier than the Marine Merchant license. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think I studied <laughs> for about an hour to take my New York state guide license. And the hardest question, I think, on the test was you're on a boat over the pond and a thunderstorm is coming in. Do you seek shelter? in a building under a tree or do you stay on the boat that was probably the hardest question <laughs> i was like well, i mean no. any, any, how any close is the real fisherman stays <laughs> on the fucking boat <laughs> my point <laughs> and the uh for the uh the coast guard one you had to do like nav rules i'm guessing like inland nav rules yeah inland um so try to remember them all there was it was basically like the rules of the road so i had mm-hmm. to learn mapping Inland nav rules, like I had to learn all the foghorn anchor signals for like every the visual signals. Did you have to do the visual signals? Oh yeah, all the diamond ball. Yeah. yeah. So on the two exams, it was a seventy, and the other two were a ninety that you had Mm -hmm. to have to pass. 
in the seventies were a 10 question because I think I had, I went for eight weeks in a classroom and I was either there for four or six hours, two days a week for yeah. to, just to take the exam. And then, um, that was two years ago. So I don't re- remember exactly, <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, that was gen nav rules of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Mapping. I have it in my wallet, my test exam. Man, we I... should have hooked up way earlier. I've got all of that. Like, yeah. that's like a standard for us, like something that we just always have to do. Like, yeah. And we have to research every five years. Like, I, I literally just got done last year taking my complete courses through. Yeah. Just could have linked up, could have gave you the study guides. Yeah, I appreciate it. And so I yeah. said to his class, I, pat, I, get, I believe I got over a 90 on each part of the exam. So on the so, one, it was like a 98 and 96. The one I actually believe I got a hundred on the mapping, and then the other one I missed a stupid question. I don't remember what it was, but like, listen, I, those I, are stellar scores. I will say that uh, if you got scores like that, I can vouch unofficially for the Coast Guard. Unofficially, uh, he won't kill you guys. So if you guys yeah. go out there, he's not going to kill you in the boat. I mean, maybe something else, but his boat driving won't kill you. <laughs> yeah. So and that was one of the greatest. Co- I only have a nineteen foot Triton and on Lake. 19 foot triton is a small boat but mm-hmm. i have an advantage over the 20 and 21 foot boats because i can cut through waves better right. i have an easier turn radius so i can turn port side or whatever however i want like i can just and i have a hot foot so i can just drive my boat through the waves instead of hopping over them and beating mm-hmm. the blood out of my kidneys so yeah <laughs> so so you get you 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 got licensed obviously up there. That's that's pretty important. I'm not even sure if you want to be a guy down here in North Carolina on freshwater if you have to do any of that shit. Well, but anyway, it depends. it depends on the body of water. If it's um, an Army Corps engineer waterway that has like a lock system and a canal, you probably need your marine merchant exam. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's on, if it. If it's a natural lake, oh, you don't want to like not get caught, Paul. Don't don't say that. Like, if you get caught, if you get caught, you're fucked. Like, yeah, it's, so it's pretty bad. We're, we're talking semantics now. Let's get into the real part about guiding, and sure. that is charging people. It's the hardest thing to do. Out, to come out on your boat and catch fish. Yes. Like, what happens? What happens? And the, I know there, there's some other stuff I have leading up to this, but my whole question is. What happens if they don't catch no fucking fish? You get them back to the dock, and they're like, Catman Drew, give us our money back. Um, I'm going to say, I'm <laughs> but, sorry. You hired me for a day. I can never promise that we're going to catch fish, but I can almost guarantee that will never happen. So, have you, has that come up yet? Um, I actually had a steelhead trip where we didn't land one, oh. and the client hooked one, and I told him that. Like literally the night before I go, listen, we're, we can go tomorrow. It's your call. I can't guarantee it because everything's going to be mud, but I will put you in a situation to have a shot at hooking one. And he hooked a giant and lost it, but that's the only time. I think my worst day bass fishing is like 20 fish in the boat. But but hooking a fish and losing it is different than not even getting a bite, right? You're, yeah. You you yeah. can't reel the bitch in for them. Exactly. If they don't get like, so that's the thing. <clears throat> and, yeah. And, and, and so, but leading up to that, like, what is the, so there potentially could be folks listening to this podcast. And this is one of the reasons I want to have you on because you, you just started your business. You've been fishing for a long time. 
what what is what does it look like? How do you practice? How do you prepare to become a guide and know that that every day you go out on the water, somebody is going to hook into something in that body of water and be able to reel it in? Because mm-hmm. that's that is the that is the product that you sell, right? Right. So so like what what does that look like? And and we're talking <clears> about <throat> people potentially want to be guides as kayak anglers. Uh, Cause you know, Alex and I are kayak guys, obviously Bailey with you is a, is a kayak guy. Uh, folks that, that want a crappy fish or, you know, a fish is a fish, but what does that preparation look like that you have the confidence as the guy to go out to know that you're going to put people in a position to, to catch them? Is it honey holes? Is it, you know, community holes? Like, what does that look like? How do you get that confidence so- to be able to do that? It's a little bit of both community and honey holes because community holes are community holes for a reason. They always have fish. Mm-hmm. So it's just knowing when the fish bite there. So a lot of it's just time on the water, understanding current, understanding wind, when it's safe to go, when it's not safe to go. Having plan E, F, G, H, I, and J when you're on the water. So like I've, how long have I been fishing Lake Erie now? Probably about 12 years. And I've had, I'm on my third boat now. Yeah, third boat. No. Yeah, my third boat now. Sorry, I can't count boats. Um, and All right, I'm license probably, revoked. Yeah. It's license. okay. It's okay. You told us you were free basin uh, robot testing before you came on. So it's starting to kick in for you. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, just my head is in the cloud. I have all this pressure right here and right here. Nose is just draining like a sieve. But um, well, you're still fairly handsome, so. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, in, in the eastern end of Lake Erie, so I live in like the mecca of smallmouth in Buffalo, New York, and mm. on my graph right now, and this is without putting all my waypoints in for my last two boats, I have spent quite a few hours just idling and idling and idling and idling and graphing rock. And mm-hmm. understanding how the fish set up on that rock is key and knowing which rock is good in which month. So I have everything laid out in my graph, like um, Destin Demarion, lead series pro. He makes, mm-hmm. he, he didn't so much make fun of me, but he loves the way I label things because I have a spot on there that says big money June. Like <laughs> I think that spot in June, we caught yeah. 35, five and a half and bigger pound smallmouth on in that little area. And were all you is, idling these spots knowing that you were going to try to move into guiding? Um, no, so the ultimate goal, right? personal spots? They were personal spots. Ultimately, the goal was to get really good on the lake and try to win every tournament I could. And then I got tired of sitting in a cubicle with no windows. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I love fishing. I love yeah. sharing knowledge. Like I had no intent to go full-time guide ever. And then Bailey asked me to join Serious Angler and I had already passed my Marine Merchant exam. So I was like, you know what? For my Marine Merchant credentialing, I was like, you know what? I'll give this guiding thing a shot. And if it goes well, maybe I'll quit my job. If I have enough response, maybe I'll do this. But I had to line some other stuff up. Mm-hmm. But preparation is just trying to find as many honey holes that I can find that other people may not have found because nothing's a secret. So right. um, we had a tournament this past September. I literally took 
two day, two and a half days of practice before I had some boat issues. And I ran an entire section of lake I've never fished in my life. And I added another 120 waypoints to my arsenal. So, like, that, it's just the more waypoints I have, the more efficient I can be. And I label them an extremely specific way so I know where the hot spots are. And that's always, like, the first spot I'll check, and then I'll start running the other ones around until I find them. So, so it was, in, in, you know, you hear about becoming a good angler, and we'll, we'll just put it at a tournament angler standpoint because that's, you know, kind of where, where folks will, will lend that, yeah. is putting the time on the water allowed you to be able to break down the lake, read the lake, and have areas to, to fish depending on when those fish got active. And, and here's a little, uh, uh, so, well, not a side note, but something important to say is you, you don't fish live bait. You no. fish all artificial. All artificial. So when right. somebody comes on the boat with me, it's a tournament setting angling experience. Okay. So um, I'm going to walk you out through how to drop shot, drag and ned rig, maybe drag a drop shot, tubes, blade bait, spoons, mm. whatever the bite is at that time of year when you come. That's what we're mainly going to be focused on, among other things. But the most prevalent is always a drop shot in that rig. And, and so that's interesting, too, because that's like there, there's an added level of pressure there to to be able to to get those bites. Because, you know, a lot of guys are going to go out with live bait because yep. they know they're going to they're going to they're going to be able to get <clears throat> some down here. They're going to be able to find some white crappy or crappy some white perch, you know, they're going to catch some catfish, but going out and doing it in that, in that tournament setting would just artificial is, you know, that's that's impressive. And, and that's, that says a lot with being able to break down lakes. Now, has that transitioned to you being able to break down lakes you hadn't been on better? Yeah. So Bailey's actually taught me a ton. And back when, I was working my office job in a cubicle, sitting there being a banker, helping people and telling them you're declined for a loan. I am so sorry that I can't help you anymore. Um, the Mr. Bad Guy. Mm-hmm. I never had time really to go out and graph and mm-hmm. look for little honey holes because we have so many lakes. Not, I wouldn't say so many. There's Within two hours of my house, I want to say there's like five or six lakes I can go to, and I've just never mm-hmm. spent any time on them. So now I have the opportunity on a day off. I'm like, oh, I don't have a guide trip. It's blown 40 on Erie. Let me drive down to this Finger Lake, and I'm just going to go graph it all day and maybe make 15, 20, 25 casts. And it's allowed me to learn lakes a lot more efficiently. And now, as you saw with me and Barely, we had that 25-pound bag the other day, like two (laughs) weeks ago on an inland lake. I fished that lake three times. I think Bailey's fished it four. We both went out and graphed. And honestly, I don't know what would have happened if my motor didn't shoot the bat on me running right. down the lake 10 minutes into the derby. But if I had a big motor, I mean, I could have run another 17, 18 areas that I had found right. when I went down and graphed three weeks earlier that had fish on them. So it's like, what could we have done if I could have ran the milk run instead of just going up and down the lake on my trolling motor? Yeah. So yeah, because you were trolling motor and idling, idling to your spots is what ended didn't up. Even right? I didn't, I oh, didn't I... even get a big motor on after it. Uh, after uh, it threw an I, oil alarm, so. said y'all fired it. Y'all fired it back up again after you got the oil like oil signal. I tried to, and then I okay. went like. 
50 yards and I threw an oil alarm again. And I was like, yep, I'm just using the trolling motor the rest of the day. So, so, yeah. So I, I want to, let's say I, I go to you. I'm like, Hey man, I got, I won me a 18 foot Carolina skiff. I can fit five people on it. I want to start guiding this spring. Mm. Tell me like the basic steps of what I need to do outside of being licensed, all that bullshit, all the shit that doesn't count in real life. But like the actual catching fish part, like what, tell me just the basic high level. I want to start doing it. I got this boat. Like what, what does that look like? What you have just gone through all this. You, you've been successful. How do I get to be successful? It depends on your client. Um, some clients you can just give them a rod and tell them where to cast and they're going to catch them or they already know how to fish so they can break down water very quick. And that's where I've been very blessed. Um, I tailor my guide service to anglers who know how to fish that just want to seek mm-hmm. out trophy smallmouth. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 90% of my clients have come from the serious angler podcast or big time <laughs> kayak fishermen in like the New York, Ohio PA region. Yeah. So they come up and I'm like, Oh, I don't have to work today. You guys are going to freaking crack them. Thanks for making my life easy. You guys are Right. They're just paying for the waypoints at that point. No, they're just paying to catch a giant smallmouth because right. there's no way they're getting to my spots on a kayak. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> okay. do, not yeah, no, me, do not rule me out. The tournament that I, I won fourth on, I pedaled 13 miles, and that's not counting me pedaling in place for six hours you into the wind. for yeah. 13 miles? So, do you want to squeak? 13 miles in a 10 to 15 mile southwest wind and two to four footers. If that's going to get me to catch fish, yes, I would do it. It'd probably take you 14 hours just to get there. <laughs> well, you know, obviously, obviously, I would, I would have to uh, make sure I at least had an hour to fish. But uh, yeah, I'll look, I'll, I'll go because, but see, that's the thing with kayak fishing. In the lakes that I'm at, there's not a you. Everybody's putting in at ramps, so you. If everybody puts in a ramp, two miles is where most people are going to be. Yeah, and so I I'll go <clears throat> eight miles, five miles. Yeah, I get to, it. To, I, I would do the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. But anyway, we ain't talking <laughs> about fucking kayak fishing right now. We talking hold about on, that. hold on. I've got a question. Oh, yeah, so guiding specifically guiding. So we talked about it earlier, you were talking about community holes and honey holes. Yep. So um, have you felt any pushback from your locals for you guiding and bringing folks into these spots? Um, As not in really. like, hey, this is locals only. Why are you running through here? <laughs> um, I'm actually pretty blessed there as I know almost all of the local bass fishermen and some of the guides, like I don't. I don't associate with really any of the guides in here. There's a couple that I talk to. We mm-hmm. share information what's going on. My buddy Jeff, my buddy Justin, we work together as like a little trophy bass segment, bass boats. We're the only three that run bass boats for guide trips out of the oh. Buffalo region. Everybody else has these deep fee, big rangers, because, you know, big water. But um, <clears throat> no, not really. The only feedback is like make sure you're – running live bait for these clients so they can catch fish. I'm like, I haven't had any issues running <laughs> artificial crap, but I also kind of cherry picked my clients all summer. Like I right. seeked out guys that could actually fish and I'm going to keep doing that same thing because I only need a hundred trips to 150 trips a year and I'm happy. 
Right. So that's that's what I need. So if with steelheading, I'm hoping I can get most of my trips guiding steelhead, so I don't have to worry about the bass stuff in the back end. I was about to say, but even the steelhead. So the steelhead, I, I think I saw a lot of your steelhead stuff. Is that all walk and wade? It is. Yeah. And but I'm hoping next year I can actually get a raft and um, yeah. fish. There's a major tributary here called the Cataraugus Creek. That's mm-hmm one of the most famous steelhead tributaries on the east coast besides the salmon river and pulaski and maybe a couple of like the michigan rivers but um if i can get a raft there i would be the only person doing it and i can exploit this huge market and i'm just gonna have all kinds of guys be like yeah i want to go on your raft because you're the only one who's doing it but but the walk and wade did you get any pushback with bringing yeah some guys are like you know, you're going to fish these crowded streams with yeah. all these people. I'm like, yeah, but some people have never caught a steelhead before and they want to have a chance to do that. That's what I'm like. My steelhead trips, anybody can go. As long as you have waders or muck boots, I'll yeah. accommodate you and we're just going to go out and jam on some fish. Can I eat my steelhead? Can I eat my steelhead on the side <laughs> of the bank after I catch it? Only if you eat it raw. Straight, uh, was it sashimi? Just I want sashimi. you to rip this, sashimi. sashimi. Yeah, I want yeah. you to rip that skin off and just shovel it. Well, I mean, that's I, I, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Fuck, why would I fucking anger? cook it on the side of the creek? I ain't trying to get no damn catch and cook. I want to catch and eat. We step yeah, in ahead. the cooking have, part. Have it's, you ever it's ate fresh them, like, full on out and then sliced and gone? No. So because we're know not allowed to eat. Gone. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say we're not allowed to do like wildfires on the stream bank in New York. Yeah, but you don't have to cook it. So I don't oh. know if you fish coastal side uh, up in the northeast. Bluefish. Bluefish yeah. run all over the place, right? Yeah. So I uh, I was sitting at the Atlantic City jetties uh, full of needles and hookers because that's what Atlantic City gives to you, right? <clears throat> yeah. But the first bluefish I caught, I pulled that thing up. Dude, I cut that thing open, and I knew I was going to do this, so I brought a little bit of soy sauce. Dude, I slice that thing open right on the jetty through a little soy sauce. Delicious. Delicious. Oh, interesting. You gotta try it. Like you don't need to cook it. Just slice them, slice them raw. Like the the bluefish that I cut was still kicking. That guy was still pumping blood oh, when geez. I took a chunk out of him. It was That's amazing. You got, you got tapeworms eating your feces and your small intestines right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you no, won't know sure. until it's sure. until you shit out like a 13 foot long <clears throat> tapeworm. Yeah, but something off a nice fishery Poking where out. you're at, dude. You could you you wow. you could offer that, right? You could be like, I'm gonna give you the wild my ass, here. y'all. Are you still talking about poop, Paul? <laughs> Just tapeworms <laughs> wiggling your tail from your bluefish. Um, so but I think that's a, a weird. Hold on, I, I, I think that's a weird dynamic that you have to hit because you're there to make money, obviously by guiding, but this is also your home waters. Yeah, and I could, I like, I could see definitely both sides of it, where dudes are like, "Hey, like, you're bringing but I, non-folks yeah. in." Yeah, but I would and, say your home water, you have you you have a lot more uh, say in, in dealing with those people than if you were just like, you know, five, if us three went up to you know the Pacific Northwest randomly. <clears throat> And stumbled upon some local hole, they probably you know run us out and shit like that. But um, I want to back up a little bit. You said, uh, Captain, uh, you know, make the client knowing your client base. So you've niched down to experienced anglers. Yes, for the that's a good niche. Yep. Yeah. Right. So so that's important to know right away. 
right away, all you got to do is put them where the, you, you got to put them where the fish are. They're going to do the rest. So, all right. So, so niche down, know your client base. Like what, what would be the next and just two quick, let's say the top three. So two more quick things that uh, of somebody looking to want the guide would need to do to be um, successful. <clears throat> Don't buy the most expensive gear, but good gear that's light. So um, you never know what your client has in store. Like if you're running $50 Berkeley lightning rods from Walmart and you put that in a client's hand with a 4,000 size fluger, it might get heavy after a while. So you don't know mm-hmm. if your clients are going to have elbow issues or shoulder issues or back issues. So you have to accommodate them. Make sure you have proper seating. Make sure mm-hmm. um, you tell them if they're comfortable. You ask them to make sure they're comfortable when you're going up. Like what's your wave tolerance? Do you get seasick? Just asking a lot of open-ended questions before you even get on the water so you can um, tailor the day to your clients. So be like, what do you want to do? Yeah, this is, so this is really interesting, right? So everything that he just talked about had not one fucking single thing to do with the fish. Correct. It had to do. I was thinking the the same thing. Had to do with the client's experience on his boat. Yes. And catching fish is not the number one thing in that experience. It's Correct. everything leading up to catching the fish. Correct. So that that is like that is from my business and sales background and all this stuff. And I talk my hands a lot if you can't tell. You must be Italian. So, um <laughs> no, I'm country. Country Italian? I, I don't know. I listen, don't know. listen. Maybe. Somehow this guy talks with his hands more. I've lived in Jersey for over ten years. <laughs> And somehow this dude from the Carolinas has got more sign language than anybody else. <laughs> I dig it. So, so that that is the that is the part of it that I think that people should realize in hearing that is it's the experience as a guide catching the fish is is just part of that experience. It's not even the best thing. So that's great, man. That's you know what? that's fucking good information. I wonder how many grown ass people I could fit on my Hobie fourteen. At least, at least two with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, so I've been looking up, Paul. You know that I'm I'm taking this trip, right? This this I'm going on patrol to the South Pacific here within the next he month or so. A, he called this a motherfucker trip. a trip, like he a has trip. a choice. Like yeah, he exactly, has a right? choice. <laughs> but I've been looking up, and uh, at, at some point we're gonna. I'm trying to be vague about it because I'm supposed to, right? But at some point we're gonna pull into Fiji. And I've been looking at a guide service via kayak in Fiji. One, it's super affordable because it's Fiji. I don't know if they know <coughs> it's what just it is expensive there. to get there, but it's cheap once right. you're there. But when Uncle Sam uh, drives my ass there, uh, it's only two hundred dollars for a twelve-hour guided rooster fish kayak oh, yeah. trip. That's yeah, sweet. Yeah, so I booked it. I booked it. Uh, just a heads up for folks. Uh, it's going to come out sometime. I'm going to record the whole thing, obviously. But, um, I, yeah, exactly. But but what's crazy is the little extra things, right? So I, I looked at it. I looked at two of them, but they both cost the same amount. One was like, hey, we're going to take you out. Um, you're going to launch from the beach. You're going to pedal your ass out in a Hobie. So instantly I was like, mm, that's probably shitty. Um, but then the one that I went with was like, hey, we're going to feed you breakfast. <coughs> Oh, yeah. And then we're going to uh, take a, a boat out, and the boat's going to be towing the Hobies. 
And then once you get on the fishing ground, we're going to launch you out and then leave you alone because there's bonefish there too, which I uh, I looked it up. They look fucking awesome to catch. Uh, but then they're like, yeah, so you fish for about six hours and then uh, we'll serve you lunch on the boat. It'll be like, they just added the extra stuff, not just the fishing, yeah. the extra stuff. That's and, the uh, experience. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, oh, there, there'll be a guide with you at all times to show you like where to fish, depending on your level, uh, where to go. Like the whole thing was just amazing. And it was like dirt cheap. I'm fucking stoked on it. It's going to be awesome. Just I hope that it falls through. But um, yeah, it's adding that extra stuff. And and it seems you like you're, you're picking your clients so well. Well, I, I, I see. Really I hope it. He hope it. He hope I it hope happens. it happens. Yeah, yeah. Right, Be, right. In our day and age, I know what he meant, but yeah. the motherfucker said the wrong thing. Listen, yeah. Uh, so it's okay. I ain't yeah. seen his wife in like six weeks. I understand. Yeah. He's a little frustrated. It's been five. It's been five. I've been and counting. You know I've, been sending, I've been sending her pictures of my bass. <laughs> So she's okay. I promise. She's right. okay. For a second there, I thought you said you were sending her pictures of your ass. And I was like, oh, God. Well, if she asks, I will, too. but she hadn't asked. You know what? Uh, two nights ago, she was like, uh, so I have two kids, right? And she was like, man, it's tough. And we haven't done this in a while. I've been on land. You want a third? On land. No, that's not happening. But she was like, man, it'd be so much easier if I just had like a housewife. And I said, hey, babe. If you just want a housewife, get you a housewife. Yeah. Like, it's all right with me. I'm gone. Get you a housewife. And she's like, but she, well, she I need somebody to, to mow the lawn. I get home. Well, I was like, she, she was like, I need somebody to mow the lawn. So maybe a house husband. I'm like, mm, all right, let's pump the brakes on that one. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, to bring it back, it's adding the whole experience. Like, I specifically picked between these two because they offered something extra. Also, the other one, too, like Robert Fields. I don't know if you know who he is. That's who he went through to go catch rooster uh, fish. He's like a kayak angler. So that was another big thing, too. But the whole experience of the whole thing yeah. is, uh, adds to a lot to it. So so since Bailey is is like two miles from you now, is he going to start – are y'all going to partner and start a kayak bass guide <laughs> wing to the Captain Andrew Fool – Bass boat wing? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> mm. I, I I I wonder does so he wouldn't need obviously the merchant marine license, right? No, I don't think he would because he's technically not operating a motorized vessel. Right. He wouldn't need right. anything but a business. Well, no, no, license. no. I think he would still need so so if you just did your your weighted walks, mm. would you need the guiding license in New York? Yes. yes. So he would still what? need a guiding license. Yeah, he would still need yeah. a New York State guide license. Why? Yeah, um, because it's New York State. Because they got to get that just, money. <laughs> what if you're just going with your friends? Be like, I'm just showing my friends how to fish ain't guiding. Oh, like you so two motherfuckers don't ever break no laws. We ain't going there. I don't. <clears throat> Listen, officially <throat> on podcast, I don't. All right, Paul. <laughs> We're at our time. Captain's, if uh, you didn't pull up these fucking questions, let's see how good you are. You ain't going to be here the next two weeks. So let me see how. Oh my god! I gotta I, I answer. Think, the, I, I gotta ask him another. One. I thought we had a third question. We got through one and two, but not three. What was the third one then? I don't know. You didn't ask it yet. <laughs> no. You said I have three questions for you, and then one was like 
I don't I forgot what number one was, but number two was the experience part. No, I didn't have no, I didn't have three questions. I, I asked you to give like the three top things I would need to do to get my guiding business off. And it one was the experience. <clears throat> I thought two and three covered the last shit we just talked about. Oh, fair. Fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it it was good enough to... for me. Okay. All right, Perfect. Andrew. So we're going to get to a very touchy uh, segment in the show. Okay. All right. And, Time, uh, time's out. Time's out. Oh, time's out. Time's out. Every so time's out. Like touchy, Paul. touchy, or just like. No, no, no. Literally, touchy. Paul. I feel like th- this isn't a shtick. Me and Paul have some kind of shtick when it comes to some stuff. This is one thing. Paul literally interrupts me every time when I try to roll this one. But go ahead, Paul. <laughs> I can't find my don't fuck this podcast. Up. That's fine. I remember Alex most of them going. off the head. I got it. I'm, I got them. Anyways. So- <clears throat> no, you, no, well, time out. Time out. Time out. All right. Before you ask, time's out. Before you ask the most important question. Yes. I would like to I would like to intervene, intervene yes. and make sure <laughs> we don't have we don't have what happened. We don't have someone a else. experience. Exactly. Just, all right, let's let's roll oh, let's roll it. you'll you'll see it. So anyway, so I want to make sure we're clear. So this one is called Paul, you ready for the pew pews? This one, this segment's called Shots Fired. Paul. Pew pew. Pew pew. You're supposed to do a team pick. Right? Kapow, motherfucker. Jesus. All right. So, anyways, we're going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Oh, you're going to get is. about one. Bass and Bruce, two. don't fuck up while Alex is going session. <laughs> you're going to get about one to two seconds to answer these. Um, oh, boy. I, I, I would like. Just because of my brain. <laughs> brain oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, um, yeah, and, and, and I want to throw it out there. Uh, we've sunk the Dark Waters podcast because he answered these <laughs> wrong. Um, you're the only standing member of Serious Angler who could probably bring this up because uh, your uh, your co-host uh, really fucked this one up, to be honest. Yeah. So right. there's there's no other way to say he fucked yeah. this up, but he fucked it up. Was he? Like, uh... no, 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 he no, answered no. the question <laughs> in a timely manner. Yes. He just answered we'll, that we'll, motherfucker we'll as wrong as you could get it. And I understand. Oh, so this, so it's rapid fire to your yes. guys's preference. And yes. if I answer it wrong, I fuck up. Even though yes. my per- so basically my personal preference doesn't matter. I have to answer to what you guys want. No, 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 no. It's it no, no, not no. just us. It's also the um, five people Our fans. in New Jersey who listen to this. Yeah. Yes, but 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 to make it clear, <laughs> when we get to this right. question, we yes. will we will tell you what he said, and you oh, will, will chastise. You will chastise him uh-huh. uh, as he shall be chastised. Okay. Listen, I understand his, his, young. his response. He was an awesome dude. His response was literally the worst response ever to this question. Ever. Ever. And we had somebody say cheese. Cheese. Yeah. All, All right, right. So let's get this going because right now, Pat Mandrew is he's he's he's, he's about drifting. to we have a coughing fit and be like, I gotta go, guys. <laughs> That's why I said five seconds. All right, go ahead, Paul. You got the questions. Read them out. Read them out, Paul. What Jesus, you got? this motherfucker just said he knew all of them. Now I got to read them. All right, Pat Mandrew. Go ahead. No, you got to blow your nose. Our, our fans cannot hear with you. <laughs> Sound like a goddamn elephant all night. Blowing your nose. Thank you for being on sick. I warned you. Thank you for being on sick. And if any of you motherfuckers leave a bad review about this motherfucker blowing his nose, he showed up sick. 
You hear me? Other people would have canceled, and y'all just had to listen to me and Alex talk shit to each other, and Alex loses that every time. And we're tired of hearing that question. All right, Cat Mandrew, go. Crocs, look at <laughs> Crocs or flops? Um, both. Because there, there's a strategic side to both of them. Um, All right. Crocs are no, awesome. No, no. Uh, there's no explanation. Right, we're go just going to judge you solely off your answer. There's no All right, explanation. Great. All right. Yes. I, I can agree with this. I'm yes. flops on a boat, Crocs in a kayak, always right. and forever. All right, Paul. What do we got? Because when your feet get oh, wet God. wearing rainbow flip-flops, I love those motherfuckers are like walking on oil on the back of a skimp pig. That shit just don't work. I'm telling you. We need the country episode. What do you got, Paul? Next question. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes, because I'm from Buffalo. My man. It happens. You gonna spend more on a rod or a reel? Rod. Smallmouth fisherman, you never spend a lot on a spinning reel, right? No, the spinning reel is actually very important for smallmouth fishing because you need smooth drag to fight them on five. Oh, that's a good point. Pass. But good point. there's a price point that you can purchase a reel with a really good drag. Yeah. What's that price point? About two hundred bucks. God damn! Fuck me. Yeah. I've never spent over these? 40 for a spinning yeah. reel. So all my clients, that will, I'll throw this out there right now, all my spinning yeah. reels on my boat are Daiwa Tatua's 3,000s. And every rod that I have on my boat is 179 to 400 bucks. Right. And that's Shoot. what my clients are using. Well, poor cat is out there throwing a Berkeley lightning rod with a uh, Zepco attached. Zepco was, was a 303 or a 202. <laughs> Somehow he, he affixed that thing on your knee. Good old spinner worm. <laughs> hey, if you get a chance, try cashing fishing rods. They made right down here in Sanford, North Carolina. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're good stuff. Uh, Destin has them. I've played around. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dude, they, I've, I've got two right now. They, anyway. All right. That ain't no In a three-hour session, I know if you don't answer this right, I'm turning this shit off. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm canceling I'm you and Alex. I am talking to I'm talking to the camera myself for another two hours. In a three-hour session, five two-pounders or one seven-pounder. Seven. My Thank man. You. My man. Thank you. Thank you. Because what happens when you catch that seven-pound smallmouth? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would say uh, for the video listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Look, so, that uh, shit might make it on the wall. Close. And we ain't I've talking about. Very close. Oh, a seven pound smallmouth. Is that making it on the wall, non replica? No, it's going to go back because that yeah. baby's going to produce. It's going to go back. That's We're not oh, 100% agree. 100%. I, I put a 10.1 10, <laughs> pounder back in a, in a pond. Couple times, so all right, wacky or Texas? Texas. Ooh, tell me about this. Because I don't throw a weightless Senko. Mm. So you don't have you ever thrown a weighted wacky? Yes, I have, and I catch more fish flipping uh Texas rig Senko huh. with uh three sixteenth ounce gotcha. weight. Yeah. Are those gotcha. are, is that largey or smallmouth? Large mouth. Yeah. Cool. Slow jams or hippity hype music. Chicka chicka wah wah. 
Hippity hype. Yeah, hippity hype. I love it. Didn't nice. Bailey pick slow jams? Dude, I'm uh, all uh, like in the morning heading to a tournament. I'm list, I'm like blasting like I think, I think, Bailey, or, I think uh, Bailey did say slow jams, and I think we we made a joke of him listening to like R. Kelly on his way to the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> if not, hey Bailey, you probably listen to R. Kelly uh, <laughs> on the way to the Look, yeah, it's funny. I'm like two fun. different. I'm like two different flavors, right? I'm like hard rock, beat down in your face, jam yeah. away, and then I listen to sports radio. So right. it's like one or the other. <laughs> but but your your blood pressure is rising, and you're getting angry at both. That's all the fuck yeah. that matters. No, it, it's like a weird calming thing for me to be all hyped mm. up, and then I get on the boat and I'm free. I can laugh, joke, mm. do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. If I go in there and listen to some slow music, I'm like, man, what am I gonna do? Make love to these bass today? Like, <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I fucking ride in silence. Yeah, I can't silence. do that. I would eat no. away at my thoughts. He's totally Dexter on this one. Like, he's a psychopath in silence. He's trying to figure out. How to bleed them correctly and eat them. I roll the windows down. I don't care if it's 20 degrees outside. The windows <clears> down <throat> and I ride in silence. I listen to the air waft upon my beard. Oh, and that shit gets me hyped up to not catch a limit that day. Oh, All right. beautiful. Are you eating largemouth bass? No. Fuck me. All right. We're, we're, we're going to move right past that because you answered correctly. So the most important question, this is the one that I remember. <laughs> the most important question. This is what I have. Uh, for the history for this, uh, I, I started the show before Paul, and somehow I, I figured out this question. And this is the most important question in bass fishing. This is what's going to decide uh, probably whether your guiding business is going to be successful or not. Okay. And uh, this is where some people have faltered, like your co-host, uh, Bailey. I'm sure. Who, uh, I mean, at this point, you should probably think about dropping him. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's his show, so he's got to drop me. Uh, well, well, no, I, I think after his response, once people actually hear it, we'll decide that it's your show, okay. and they're going to drop him. Oh, you should God. stage a coup. You should, we, we did have our fellow <laughs> hooks at Hoodlum, delirious <laughs> angler, said, said fucking tease. All right, man. So every fisherman <laughs> loves a good sandwich, right? Yeah. It's called what sandwich. Your, what are your top three sandwich proteins? Turkey, ham, roast beef. Thank Fucking you. He, he went safe. Hold on. He went All right, safe. Andrew. So, he so went Bailey, safe. Bailey is on the <laughs> Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame, I should say. What do you think he said for number one? Peanut butter. Number one. <laughs> no, no. Spinach. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, mean, spinach does have protein in it. Not a lot, but protein. Andrew, Andrew, be honest. I know it's not a protein. I know he's the host. I know he's the host of the show that you're on. So, but you can let us know right now. Semen, but ain't nobody said that yet. (laughs) Listen. When somebody says top three sandwich proteins, and your first answer is fucking spinach. Like, I wanted to flip-flop our places. He should be in Northern California, and I should be where he's at. Because there's no fucking way that I'm like, man, I've been fishing all morning. It's afternoon time. I'd really like a sandwich, something to fill me up. Hey, spinach. Hey, hey. 
Hey guy, can I get a uh, a, a, a fucking toasted wheat and spinach sandwich? Like that's never happening. Hold up, hold up. First of all, first of all, this motherfucker ain't even a, it ain't even a vegetable area. So like spinach ain't even an option. If he just said tofu, I would have been like, you know what? Yeah. That shit's nasty. But I that's okay. I respect it. I respect it. It's a protein. Listen. The, the the best thing to happen to Delirious uh, <clears throat> Hooks at Hook Limbs member is uh, because he <laughs> because yeah the best thing to happen to him was spinach just for a while he was at the top because his number two answer was cheese and he was dead set on it he was like cheese <laughs> and he just stuck with it and I'm like alright man like that don't fit but now Bailey came along and said fucking spinach at some point if we're going to make shirts we're going to do one first with our logo <laughs> two is going to be got spinach because uh who the fuck said spinach now got spinach and it's going to be quoted bailey eigbrick 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 yeah. however you say his last name serious angler podcast exactly with co-host captain andy fool <laughs> right it will say or you have roast beef exactly <laughs> Look, you played that shit. You played that shit Perfect. safe, and I love it because oh, that's you just can't what I'm wrong with any of proteins. That's what I'm going for first. You mean, so, you mean spinach isn't a protein? I mean, it's it's a leafy protein, <laughs> but it's not a protein. protein so, <laughs> so, like, I would say though, like a fourth option would be like a buffalo chicken breast, but in our house Ooh. we don't have chicken all that often because. My wife has a chicken intolerance, so I don't get to eat it mm. that often. But so we always have turkey and ham, and I love a good roast beef because I'm from Buffalo. So yes, yeah. she has a. So is it all fowl, turkey, chicken, just chicken? Duck? Huh. What? Just chicken. Damn, yeah. that sucks, dude. Yeah. Shit. That yeah, sucks. It's all right, man. Andrew, it's been great having Whoa. you on. I, I want to give you – hold on, Paul. I want to give you some time if you want to talk about any sponsors, anything else that you'd like to promote. I want to give you uh, your platform uh, here for sponsors. to be uh, five newborns in New Jersey that listen to this. The sponsors are ever-changing. So, I mean, I'm going to plug the Serious Angler podcast here, everybody. Yes. We're going to enjoy that. Uh, a lot of exciting news coming up there. Um, we have some interesting YouTube stuff coming out in the future as well. Um, some insight on some Monday night live guests. I can't spill the beans, but there are some really big names in the Bassmaster Elite series that we have on the docket here in the next couple of weeks. You'll be oh, y'all have y'all have some of the fucking visit b- biggest yeah. names. Just think already. bigger, <laughs> bigger. This is awesome. Bigger, yes, is who we I have love, coming on it. here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so make sure you tune in to those. Always tune in live on YouTube if you can. Next. Um, my guide business, hit me up if you like fishing. We can go steelhead, brown trout chasing, or go catch giant smallmouth. And I'm also New York State guide license, and I have a couple lakes that we have a shot of the seven. Bailey, and he also won't, he also won't feed you spinach sandwiches. So. I mean, I could if that's what you want, but there might be some like basil pesto mayo. Uh, <laughs> love it, you know, love it, man. Some love vegan it. bacon so, with some so, spinach. Like we're gonna get grimy <laughs> on this. Like let's go. But, uh, no, so Andrew, oh, a Little disclosure, I, I don't yes. supply food on my guide trips. Okay, allergy good, reasons. Good. I tell everybody that if you want to bring snacks, I'll supply water and Gatorade. 
maybe soda if you want soda, but bring your own food because the last thing I want is somebody eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> not tell me they have a peanut butter allergy and fall overboard. So yeah, like that, that's, that. that's yeah. not my where I want to be. I don't carry an EpiPen on my boat to stab you in the leg or ass. So um, bring your own food. There might be yeah. snacks like Ho-Hos or Twinkies or Ding Dongs, but um, – if you're to have any, go to Andrew's boat. Can... He's got ding dongs. <laughs> so two two important things. Two important things. Catman Drew. A, a lot of our listenership is in the the Northeast because that's mm-hmm. where Alex was. He's, that's where we started. Yeah. So there's there's a mm-hmm. lot, and there's a lot of anglers. There's a lot of people that could potentially, um, you know, make make the trip up there or yeah. their next door neighbors already. Tell us, like, what is the name of your guide service? Where can they find you on Instagram, Facebook? I'll, like, give the details right now for those that can't read when we put it down in the bottom because we've got a couple of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at happens. least say Everybody's it so they can hear. Those. So it's really right. it's just full fishing guide service. Uh, my email is fullfishingguideservice at gmail.com. My website is fullfishingguide.com. So it's all very easy. Um, I don't know. I just, I started changing all my stuff around on Facebook because I had a guide page and a tournament angler page and I wanted to right. separate the two. So I just did that. So yeah, it's full fishing guide service on Facebook, full fishing guides. I believe it's full fishing guide service on Instagram. It is full fishing guide service on Instagram as well. And then serious angler page is another way to get contact with me because mm. I have control of the social media 50, 50 with Bailey. So if it's directed right at me, I will see it and answer it. I'm very responsive and very quick. So you can even shoot me an email. Except for when people email me and I email them back, they never email me back again or get in contact. So and yeah. then to break it here, if you uh, if you guys email him or contact him and he makes the name Swamp Rat Fishing, you will save a grand total of zero dollars. But um, man, that'd be fucking cool. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> So, so but I will I will throw that out there. If you do book multiple days, there is a multi day yeah. discount. But we discuss oh, that awesome. when you book a trip. So I don't go out blurting my prices. Except for bass trips are more expensive than my steelhead trips. Absolutely, so, there's, there's, there's a boat involved. Yeah. yeah. In closing, y'all definitely, if you're not already listening to the Serious yeah. Angler podcast, uh, or or tuning into their lives or watching their stuff. Definitely go do it because it not just, I mean, in the bass fishing community, mm-hmm. that those guys are having folks on um, that, that are professional bass boat anglers, kayak anglers, like they're, they're having some of the best guests that you can hear speak and, and, and share information that you can find anywhere in podcast land. There's maybe one that, that right now is above them. But definitely go subscribe, listen to them because it is awesome, yes. awesome information. We appreciate and that. you will not be disappointed. And they put out like 85 podcasts a week. Yes. And we're hoping that soon they're going to have their Monday, Friday Wednesday, night. Friday. Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. It, yeah. It's three, but it, I mean, that's a shitload yeah. because the Friday podcasts are two hours long. We're hoping some after hours podcasts are going to start <clears> here <throat> in the future yeah. as well. Probably after ice is over and they have nothing to do but podcast. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some wild stuff coming on. And then Tuesday, Thursdays are our videos. So we'll put out like yeah. attorney recap videos, how-to instructionals, 
what rod and cabos use. Yeah, so we try to cup we try to be very instructional. We're not trying to be tactical bassing because we don't have right. the expertise that Tim and Matt do, but um, nobody does, right? <laughs> yeah, those guys are incredible. But um, we're trying to bring you the insights from professional anglers, and then what we learn mm-hmm. from them, we can expand and teach everybody our own thoughts and opinions on it. So it's very informational based, and they give you a hint who I believe will be on Monday. Um, yeah, it's hot take BP. right here. BP. Oh no, shit! That's yeah. awesome. I'm pretty That's sure awesome. it's BP. Yeah. And, Paul uh, has no idea who you're talking about, but yeah, Brandon. I mean, Hallman. I heard yeah, his last Brandon name. Hit, yeah. His last name rhymes with "damn." <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have we don't have the old Kevin or Jonathan, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just kidding. just just so a no, list Paul, of that's, that's uh, BP. Listen, uh, man, Mercer's hey, coming hey, on soon. Tell, and goes tell, uh, tell Paul and Nick to send me an email now that I've had you on my show. Send, send them We've been working on that for a year and a half, so. Yeah, no, take all that work and uh, let me get that. Uh... <laughs> no, man, thank don't you so listen. Much for don't listen. To, we don't have. We don't. We don't. We don't have no professional. Non. We don't know. Look, that, that, <laughs> ain't, that ain't our niche. We leave no. that shit to the professionals. Exactly. We don't, don't want nobody. Again, on we are. We are very unprofessionally professional. So no, you that, guys. That are is great. true. That is true. You guys are great. So make sure everybody listens to Serious Angler, Thanks even though. They like spinach, but uh, it's been great having you on, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I, I appreciate right. it as well. I, I apologize that I'm kind of in the cloud here. I had a client text me who I forgot to call today because my head is in the cloud. So. Well, shit. You know what? We're going to end it. You got to make that money, bro. It's all right. Don't sign you. off, Captain.